Hey, 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 good morning. 7.30, Thursday, November 14th. And Buddy's neighbor's dog, Goldie, is barking. But we're, Buddy's not barking. I don't know, maybe Goldie's jealous because Buddy's going to get a walk right now. And Buddy's going to get the pleasure of this wonderful podcast, aren't you, Bud? Yeah, there's the gate. We're outside the gate. I feel like I have a little stuffy nose. And, um, yeah, so a lot going on. That's that's a good thing, right? Do you have a lot going on in your life? You know, what does that mean? I guess for all of us, a lot going on depends, right? Um, for me, a lot going on may not be that much for you. You know, because the world's not all about me, is it? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. It's Buddy's owner. We're going to do some Arizona schnoodle walks here. It's 53 degrees this morning. It's chilly. Got the sweatshirt on. We got the Republic of California bear sweatshirt on. The bear with the cool sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona, California. Kind of a cool connection. I mean, we're very different. We're like smoking hot here most of the time. <laughs> and, and California is more mild. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, California, I think it's when I lived in Chicago growing up, it was like, just felt like, oh, those California people are kind of, they must be snobby or something, right? And who knows snobby better than a snob, right? Like me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Have a chuckle. Be, is being a snob that bad a thing? <laughs> as, as long as you love everybody always or love everyone always, you know, it's okay to be a snob. In fact, if you love everyone always, you can you can be the most terrible person, right? Isn't that amazing? It doesn't matter how terrible you are as long as you love everyone always. Wow. And because being a terrible person is like in the perception of others, right? So in your life, yeah, yeah. Some of you are like way advanced. I mean, if you're running your own business, you're an entrepreneur, and you've got a mailing list of 6,000 people and growing to 10, 12, 20,000 people, which is a good thing in a way. I mean, it's marketing, right? So you, you're... Uh, reaching out and you put out a lot of free content. That's what I'm amazing. Like the best marketers are like putting out free content and it's the the free content is, is good stuff. You want to put out your really good stuff about, um, because it, what does it do? It makes us appreciate you. You know, we appreciate you because you're giving so and the transactional, it's kind of like that's the, the word I was thinking about these lawyers. I was at a lawyer office last night. Doesn't that sound like, it doesn't sound very exciting, does it? Going to a law office. <laughs> One of my listeners' husbands is a lawyer, so she's probably like, what? What were you doing at a law office? Yeah, yeah. Well, this particular lawyer is like really big into business and growing um, Arizona, Mexico connections, just international. And so he's just very social, active lawyer. It's like totally different kind of lawyer than we normally think of, right? So 
to for companies to do business between Arizona and Mexico or Arizona and Europe. You know, they, they, there's usually lawyers involved dealing with import, export issues, taxes, all kinds of complications. There's laws involved, people. There's laws. Yeah, yeah, laws. So I was thinking about lawyers are like, they're so transactionally oriented. It's a tough business to be in, I think, because like I'm used to, um, I guess it's longer sales cycles. Um, I didn't know that was the name of it, but basically a sales cycle of like 18 months. It sounds crazy. Like you go, uh, so here's how, for those of you who are not as familiar, it's not that complicated, but it's basically what it sounds like, a sales cycle, right? So someone walks into an AT&T store, talks to them about buying an iPhone or a Samsung, what are they got? Galaxies, I guess they call them. And so they're in there for like less than an hour. So the sales cycle was one hour or less. It could be 30 minutes, right? And uh, you go to a car, buy a car. They usually drag it out for four hours to wear you down a little bit. You know, and the sales cycle is like four hours. Could go for weeks, right? If some guy's, you know, really studying or some gal is really studying what car to buy. It might go back and forth to a dealership over a period of a couple of weeks. But usually there's an there's an incentive or there's some driving factor that wants someone to buy a car or get an iPhone uh, quickly. And uh, so in business, you know, it's like, are you building a customer experience? And and the restaurants do this, the buying, so like in a restaurant, the uh, sales cycle is like 15 minutes, <laughs> so, 10 minutes. They, uh, they come take your order, you order the food, you know, everything's agreed to. There's kind of like a, you don't sign a contract. It's like a verbal contract that you agree to pay for the food, right? And 99% of the time people pay, you know, give a tip, social contract. And, um, then you get into longer things. So at the restaurants, they do want great customer experience because they want you to come back, right? Well, lawyers, unfortunately, most of the, I think most of the time it's like a one-off deal. It's like uh, you uh, need a lawyer, you get sued for something. It's not something that, you know, you, you want to go, you don't want to repeat that, you know? And you don't want to repeat, most, most interactions with lawyers are like reluctant interactions like you have to deal with a lawyer he's like it's not like people are like oh man i i just love i just want to oh i love this lawyer it's just so fun what else can we do together you know what other crime can i get myself involved in (laughs) So, so but i guess there's business laws right so that's a little different so that's more relationship oriented where a a lawyer law firm may want to have a relationship with a company and do their legal services because there's multi in a company there's multiple legal um, events or something you know occurrences so so in that case uh, the lawyer is more relationship oriented instead of transactional I call it or a lot not that I call it but 
pretty much anybody calls it transactional. So where am I going with this? I don't know. But it's, it's uh, just some thoughts. I just I was at the lawyer's office. So I guess I was explaining why I was at a law firm because he hosted an aerospace and defense forum because he's networking with a bunch of people in aerospace and defense and Phoenix. And so it's like a networking session. People get together and uh, there's a recruiter who's trying to staff people at different companies. And it's just relationship building and getting to know people, relationships, real ones, you know, in the flesh. And there's this real interesting woman from Poland who went to school in Zurich. You got you to gotta practice saying the, the Z. It's not Zurich. So you got that? You want to practice some German? You don't go Zurich. <laughs> it's Zurich. Zurich. You got to make that sound. Zurich. So she's got like a PhD in aerophysics, aerospace, something. And uh, she's worked at Boeing for 15 years. And uh, Seattle is a tough place to live if you like to walk your dog, right? So I'm in Arizona here. I get to walk the dog in 300 days of sunshine at least. In Seattle, it's the, like the opposite. You like 300 days of rainy, gloomy weather. So a lot of Seattle people like to come to Arizona. It's like the opposite, you know? So, yeah. So I will uh, hopefully be having a coffee with her tomorrow. Because I, I, I bet she has a fascinating story. And so like any kind of relationship, um, make it about that. I'm interested in you know, these networking sessions. People are kind of like, oh, you know, what do you want? What do you want from me? What do you want from me? It's like, hey, I don't want anything. I just like, hey, let's we're human. Let's 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 have a relationship. Does there always have to be a transaction occur? You know. So I'm I'm learning to be a little more human, human, which is not the natural characteristic of an engineer, right? So engineers, we're all about getting the right answer. You have one hour to answer these six questions. Get the right answer. So there's a time limit. The the conclusion cycle time is one hour to get your answers. (laughs) And uh, yeah, yeah. So at this uh, fancy lawyer's office last night, I guess, and and people, I encourage you, just start networking. Do something out of your comfort zone. It took me a while to kind of get used to these things. Now I'm kind of, now I'm kind of used to them. And, you know, people are kind of uncomfortable and they're like, gee, what am I doing here? Am I worthy to be here? And I, and I used to, it's like a Gaussian curve. I used to be on that end of the curve, like feeling like I'm not worthy to be here. What am I doing here? And then after you do that, repeat that enough, um, you get comfortable. So I know a lot of you are like Internet oriented and you're on the computer and stuff. So mix it up a bit, mix it up and get out of your community. Like I would suggest even lawyers, right? Just find like, is there a lawyer group? There's a couple of them in Phoenix and the lawyers sponsor like get togethers and then even marketing people gives talks 
and there's a, so there's a, a I don't know it's uh, Schnell and Wilmer I don't even know how to spell it but they're famous in Phoenix and they um, and I would imagine every city probably has a law firm that sponsors these business morning get-togethers at like seven in the morning and uh, they have it at some fancy office building you drink coffee wear a name tag mingle around so it's real real people and so you may feel awkward going there you know like what the hell am i doing here you know but there's a hundred other people are doing the same thing um um, like last night was fun because a lot of this has to do with government a little bit like i'm not a huge government fan but so there's this arizona manufacturing society so like so there's this meeting and the arizona manufacturing society is they want to help companies in arizona do well right because that that's uh jobs that's if they're if a company's successful they can hire more people and that's more revenue you know there's a whole theory behind it right there's good reasons for these things but as i observed last night there was like for example the talk was on cyber security right so like what do i care about cyber security now, some of you who run online businesses you probably do care but i imagine it's like you're too busy in your business to even, even like spend five minutes thinking about cybersecurity. And I'm not, I mean, I, I listened to like an hour and a half of three experts. So they had a panel and I'm thinking to myself, what am I, you know, this is not my thing, cybersecurity. I mean, yeah, it impacts me. I've been hacked on my computer and especially you online business people, you're, you're probably really in danger of being hacked, right? And I don't have a magic bullet for you. There's no magic bullet that says, here's the answer. I don't know. Um, I just think that for me, I'm, I'm gathering the philosophy of I'm not that big a deal, right? I mean, is someone going to hack me? Yeah, they might. They, they Actually, the, the one hack was kind of funny because they they got into my AT&T and they ordered like a new iPhone for like a thousand bucks on my account. Which sucks, right? A thousand bucks, but I was able to unravel it and not have to pay it. So low, low um, um, pain level for me. And then there's other people that do this ransom. You know, they they what do they hijack your system somehow and and do ransom? I forgot the exact term. It has something to do with ransom. So, wow, I, you know, you, you dialed into this podcast. You had no idea you're going to get this cybersecurity talk. <laughs> and I chuckle because, like, yeah, no, I'm not the expert. I'm a guide. I'm a guide to the guide to the guides. An aggregator of information. So um, the three panelists, brilliant people, very into their thing. Um, oh, oh, a really funny phrase came out from one of the guys. Because like the, when you, this is like inside baseball, they call it. That's a term like, you know, inside baseball is a term that's used. Was it ubiquitously? I don't even know if I could pronounce it. I could say Zurich better than I can say ubiquitous. And uh, <clears throat> so inside baseball is like where 
a bunch of people that just they think about baseball 24 7 for 30 years it's like the minutiae details of stuff right so this this uh computer guy came up with a hilarious one because i guess china in december is going to do something different so apparently there's something called the vpns which are like virtual protocol networks or something so it's a way of protecting your data so a lot of companies do this there's two-factor verification and things which are really nice apple uses it um, a lot of people are using the two-factor thing to make sure you are who you say you are so the things are getting a little better in the security world but china is uh saying that you're not going to be able to use VPNs anymore. Something weird. I don't know. And, and it's not in the news yet. They even admit it. Like, this is a big deal, and, like, nobody's talking about it. So so I'm sharing that with you. Should we name the podcast something nobody is talking about? So the guy comes up with a kind of a funny. He's like, so China, cybersecurity, they're hackers, right? They're all, people are known for this stuff. And... Uh, Firewalls, you guys probably have your own firewall at home. You know, you've got your Wi-Fi at home, routers, and you've got, you know, uh, a password to get in to your network. And uh, so, so the guy's talking about China, right? So he's like, the Great Firewall of China. Ha, 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 ha. Right? So it's a play on the, the, the Great Wall of China. But in the cybersecurity geek, inside cybersecurity geek minds, it's the great firewall of China. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty good, actually. I like that. Even other cyber geeks got a chuckle out of that one. So that's a takeaway. There's a takeaway for you. So it's November 14th, so a couple couple more weeks it'll probably hit the news <laughs> China and uh, yeah so what else so um, the gal that I talked about is from Poland she uh, she's got like three businesses going but they're not I think they're like more networking things so like when I ask her tomorrow I'll be like so are you making any revenue on this? I mean, I know it's personal, but I think she's like networks a lot. And it's like all this networking, is it coming to fruition? Is it developing into anything? I, you know, it's not my business really, but I care about her being successful, right? This is that abundance mentality. And uh, so it's a part, another one of her things that she volunteers in is this Polish community. Um, Poland, like they have these like German American chamber of commerce things and so now this one's a polish one so the polish ones were sponsoring the food afterwards at 5 30 so the, the cyber security was like four in the afternoon to 5 30 and 5 15 and then the polish people were supposed to bring in food and i'm like oh great like some sausage and some good food i was thinking well they brought the vodka that's for sure but they didn't bring the sausages so they brought a lot of sweets baklava and stuff like that which is basically greek i think but they brought some sweets cakes and i'm like where's the sausage where's the potato salad you know i mean 
Give me some deftigus essence. Yeah. Deftig. Hardy. They had some pfeffer salami. And pfeffer salami is a pepper. Salami with pepper on the edge. I love that stuff. But they didn't have any brot or bread. Even some better brot. And it turns out on this Polish club. Morning. A Polish group was mostly women. It's like, whoa, the German club, I got the German American chamber is mostly men. You know, Hans, Johann, Gerhard, you know, men. Oh, yeah, we're serious German businessmen. And this Polish group was like, wow, there's like 15 women here, blondes. And I was like, wow, these are this, this Polish group, they're good looking, some good looking gals here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's just like a contrast between the Polish. I go, you Polish, the Polish group needs to get with the German group, and that went over pretty funny, right? As you can imagine, right? But they really, they have as much as as much as they've had wars and invaded each other. They just started World War Two, but you know, that wasn't really the Polish people's fault. That was just a marketing scheme to get the whole thing rolling. And uh, so, yeah, they caught between the Russians. So I met some good Polish people, a guy from Posen, spoke Russian. Hey, is that Mike? Hey. Hi. Hey, he's all right. Hey, hey, it's all right. Hey, guys. Hey, man. You're all right. Oh, that's a chick. <laughs> How you doing, man? All right, Come man. Hey, little bud. You know she's just saying hi, sweetheart. Come on, bud. I know I'm dead because I'm with you. Hey, you're not afraid of you. Buddy's not a snake now. <laughs> oh, not, buddy, you're not afraid a, of this. That's not a Come snake. On, Buds, what are you turning your back? Are you, is that what the dogs do? They turn their back or something? Yeah. Like, Come here, baby. Buds. Come on, bud. What's the matter? I got her. Come here, you. Here, Buds. Come on. It's all right, bud. Yeah. You nervous, buddy? Yeah. Buds. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Good girl. Yeah. I scared him. I gotta pause this thing. Here we go. Well, I'm back. I should have left it on for ten minutes there, talking to the uh, Mike. With he's got a. Schaefer hunt, what do they call it? German Shepherd. So they were kind of playing the little dogs. Bud's only 22 pounds. That German Shepherd is uh, by 60. But Mike was telling me about Singapore. Pretty fascinating stuff about Singapore. And I don't even know where we were at. I think I was talking about cybersecurity. So, as uh, the hackers going after stuff. And I, it's kind of a subject that you get. I don't really, nobody wants to talk about, you know, getting hacked. And it's no fun. So what is that? People, you know, let's just add value, people. I mean, to me, hacking is, again, it's just stealing. It's, it's just evil, right? Ransom, ransoming people's data. Oh, my gosh. And even the lawyer chimed in. He's like, well, you know. If I can get my data back, a, comp a small company might say, you know what, I'm going to pay the 300 grand 
grand. <laughs> it sounds like a lot, right? I'm going to pay 300 grand to get my data back to this uh, ransom hijack dude. Because their own customers will be like, well, gee, what do you mean? You, you shut down business for the week because you got hacked? And it's like just it's not like a way of saving face, right? Just pay the guy. Yeah, it just sounds so weird. And as the, the cybersecurity expert said, she's just baffled by um, that that after someone gets paid 300 grand, they, they actually comply and say, okay, you got all your data back. <laughs> and I mean, in some respects, maybe you'd say, okay, here's your 300 grand. I got my data back. And now you're going to spend another 300 grand to make sure it doesn't happen again. So that's your like wake up call to do something. But uh, I don't know. The, I, that lady was pretty interesting. I probably should uh, forward that on to some people for book writing possibilities. Because I'm sure she has some great stories to tell. <laughs> so many people, there's so many great stories out there that people have to tell. And uh, yeah, that leads into what I was going to talk about next. So the, all these Polish gals, I decided like in my networking thing, I would try to focus on other people, right? Not talk about myself. So I don't know. I just had good interactions. And then, oh yeah, the, the, the size thing. So my one of my jokes lately is like, oh, yeah, I, uh, I am pretty tall. I'm 6'5". And uh I just figured that out a few years ago that I was tall. <laughs> and there's there's some kind of deep personal issues with that to me personally. Because I, I really, I mean, I don't know if I feel like I make myself small to fit in with people or what. But um, I guess I'm intimidating, you know, like, geez, look at that guy's huge. And I'm like, I didn't do anything to make myself huge. I just was born, you know. But I, I, I'm learning like, and I think I did, I actually kind of mentally thought about it for the first time last night in this room of like, um, it must've been about 40 or 50 people. And it's like easily, uh, statistically, there was, uh, out of 200 people, I'm usually the tallest out of 200. I think there was one other guy that was pretty tall last night, but anyways, one, one of the women came up to me, he's like, well, I got to talk to you because I told myself. I'm going to go say hi to the tallest person in the room. Wow. How's that? I felt, I felt, uh, uh, what is that called? Confirmation or, um, affirm affirmation, you know? So I'm thinking along the right way. So like, you know, some people say you got to own it. You got to own this stuff, man. You got to own it. So some of that owning starts with, Owning that I'm six foot five and I can't help it. I can't help it, people. I'm six five. <laughs> and, and basically, what that meant to me, so my view of the world is, yeah, okay, I'm up here and and I, I don't notice anything unless I bump into somebody that's like also six five or six six or six seven or six eight. So anything over six five is again it's like one in two hundred and at like six seven is probably like one in three hundred people. So I rarely, rarely run into people that are taller than me. 
so I just don't know what it's like. So I just, I'm just, I mean, this is, this is the reasoning in my mentality, right? And it's the reason why I never thought like, oh, I'm tall. You know, everybody else in the freaking world goes, ah, you're a tall guy, you know? And then it makes me think about something else too. It's like, I think I probably get along with women more than I do guys. Cause I think just cause guys get in, I don't know if it's intimidated. And again, that probably is intimidated, but it's like, I don't do anything. I try to go out of my way to be friendly, sociable, and it's sort of instinctual. But I think there is something to it. Like guys are like, holy shit, that guy's huge. I don't know. <laughs> Whereas women don't care as much. They're like, hey, hey, tall guy. Hey, tall guy. I like it. Whatever. You know? So I'm chatting up all the women, as they say in Britain. Chatting them up. Out on the pole, as they say. In the I was out on the pole. I was chatting with these gals. And I had I was had fun with it. I, I'm probably a flirt. I was probably in their mind. Probably flirting around. Like uh, I, I like these German music. And there's a song that's kind of fun. It's like, "Du bist viel zu schön für einen Mann allein." So that's um, it's got some nice German grammar in it. So "Du bist viel." Sushun for Einen Man Alain. And it's not uh, Einman, but it's um, dative gram- grammar case language. Für, wait, du bist viel Sushun für Einen Man Alain. So it's der Mann, and with Ein. You dative, uh, no, accusative, it's E-N, ending. So, einen ma, allein. And what it means is you're too beautiful for one man alone. You're too beautiful, you're way too beautiful for just one man. (laughs) So you can imagine if I'm saying that to women at this thing. That's uh, gonna get a laugh. But if I say it in German, I just can claim, like I don't know what I'm really saying here, you know. So yeah, I guess I'm flirting with these gals. So it was pretty fun. I, I must have met about, you know, probably like six of the twelve Polish Polish gals. And it's amazing. A lot of them have similar stories. They have like, yeah, we moved to Chicago. <laughs> And then, then we said that, and then it's like, whoa, I had enough of this Chicago Polish community. Let's go to Arizona. And now they don't have, there's not as big a Polish community down here. So better weather, more sunshine, probably friendlier people. I don't know. We get, we have a lot of Chicago people here. On the one hand, where Arizona is kind of funky because basically in June, everything's shut down because it's just so damn hot here. So everybody's inside. And then now in October, November, we're starting to come out of the woodwork. And all of a sudden we're friendly again. Oh yeah. Yeah. The weather does have an impact on the general mood. And uh, so that was a fun night last night. What else? Um, 
I only had, I, I had to Matthew make me a, a Polish drink, which is basically vodka and juice or something. I don't know. I didn't drink at all. I, and I, I know I have to watch alcohol consumption. And especially with driving, because I have like a half hour drive home. But I did something stupid last night. I didn't get in trouble for it. It's like God is like looking after me. But I just couldn't resist it. Some some guy came up behind me. This is on the freeway almost coming home where there's construction. We got a new freeway coming in. So really the speed limit's 40. Everybody's going 60. And it's kind of not the smoothest path right now. It's a little bit diverted. But some guy with pretty bright lights came up behind me. And I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll move over. So I let it go by. And the nicest thing on the car were the headlights. <laughs> Turned out it was some guy from New Mexico. And uh, he had some kind of Japanese or South Korean car. But he was in a hurry. And uh, it's one of these cars, like it must have been a kid's car, because when you can hear the muffler go, like when he puts the gas down, it's like, you can hear it. And I'm sitting in my S550 Mercedes. So I'm like chilling. I'm like mentally, I'm making a note, I'm like, okay, just let the guy go by. But then the circumstances came up. It's like, oh, this is fun. Stoplight. Okay. Oh, I'll pull up next to him. And a stoplight turns green. And I just kind of, I let him go about 10 feet ahead of me. And then I just lay it on the gas. And uh, the car's transmission is so good that it doesn't really, and I'm, I'm not burning tires. So I have like the silent killer, we'll call it. Silent killer. So, um, yeah, he gets out a little bit of front, but within hundred yards I'm like flying by him and I take it up to like 80 just kind of make my point yeah I get back down to 60 normal speed and I'm like I'm not really like I'm like Mike I'm talking to myself going yeah I don't want to I just let it go uh, but now I'm out ahead so I just go up to the next light and then basically I'm in the left lane going 60 and I'm like, that's fast. That's basically people really shouldn't go more than 60. And uh, so I don't know what the guy's doing. He's behind me and he's like, okay, he's going to come up next to me. So he comes up next to me on the right. It's dark. I can't really see anything. So he, he's next to me a little bit for a couple seconds. And then he like hammers the accelerator on his car. And it makes that, you know, muffler, and I'm like, dude, seriously, you're going to, I just showed you that I can blow by, <laughs> and, and you want to, you want to race me or something? And uh, I'm like, okay, uh, this guy's car is not that great. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm just like, mentally, I just like, oh, okay, let him just let him go. So he probably gets, I'm going 60. He's probably accelerated up to like 80 and he's out, I don't know, 10 car lengths ahead of me. He's like, I just let him go, right? But then, but then I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. This will be fun. So he's, he's, he's going 80 now and 
he's out in front of me and he's thinking like, oh, well, I blew that guy off. He's, he's chicken or something. Right. So I'm like, all right, it's time. It's time. Let's hit the accelerator. So I go 60 to 80 in like a couple seconds or whatever. And now I'm going 80. So I'm, I'm like maintaining distance. And I keep accelerating. I'm going to 90, 100. And now I'm like almost on his tail at 100 miles an hour. Not, I'm not right behind him, but I'm in the lane next to him. And I'm like, okay, let's just go by. So I get up to about 125. <laughs> so, so, so this car, he's probably like, he's probably had it floored for like 30 seconds and he's up to like 90. <laughs> and, and I just go, Phew. 125, not a problem. And then I'm like, that was stupid. That is so stupid for me to do that. It was fun. I enjoyed the hell out of it. But I did wake up this morning going, you know, Lord, man, dumb ass thing. So much, I mean, truck, who knows what could have happened. That is, these are the kind of things like, what the hell? You know, anything could happen. I really felt, I do feel like the Lord protecting me. And I, I'm thinking, I think I've been protected from a lot of stupid things in my life. <laughs> so, so you're listening to this podcast. If you made it this far, yeah, be thankful for the day you have. That you're in a nice, safe, cozy little kitchen or laundry mat or uh, driving your kids somewhere. And, you know, just obey the speed of <laughs> Yeah, just like I did at 125 and a 40 mile. <laughs> now it's it's typically 60 miles an hour, and it's gonna be a freeway soon. So I mean, I, mentally I justify the damn thing, but it was just it was dumb, 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 dumb. So and I'm kind of buzzed from all that. And Bud, we got to get home, Bob, because I got an interview here in a few minutes. Yeah, I got an interview. Must be about a half hour or so. So I want to get ready, get ready for that. And uh, yeah, I think I'm not eating. I'm probably not eating enough because I, I ran yesterday two and a half miles and building a little bit more endurance on that. And I prefer lifting the weights, but I do need to um, run a bit because I, I mean I noticed I lost four pounds and I, it's most i ran which burns calories and also with the muscle it helps burn the calories but uh, i didn't really eat well because the polish people let me down and didn't bring they didn't bring a bunch of bratwurst and i know bratwurst are german but i think it's close enough you know, give me some good polish food please like they had herring I almost scooped up some of that, and they said, "No, that's not potato salad." <laughs> so I backed backed off the herring. But uh, yeah, folks, we're coming up to the gate, uh, the street gate. So I got about five minutes to go. So what's in it for you? You got a hero life today. You got a hero hero activity. We talked about cybersecurity. We talked about uh, protecting your data. I, I just got a feeling that people are so loosey-goosey on it because we're, we probably feel like, well, yeah, it's a business and we're doing well with it. And uh, you got your hands full enough 
dealing with your clients and dealing with uh, all kinds of stuff. And especially in the book writing world, like people are passing around drafts left and right, using Dropboxes, using all these things. And apparently you can hack in to people's computers through Dropbox, apparently. So anyways, just keep your, be mindful of that, I guess. I'm not, not here to scare you or anything. But it's a value-added part of the podcast, you know, trying to bring you something that you can use. And uh, really, it's spiritual, though, too, um, the spirituality. I was able to recommend one of my favorite movies, Wings of Desire, Himmel über Berlin. So this, uh, this Polish lady I met said she was in the circus in Amsterdam. <laughs> didn't want to ask too many questions but she looked like she'd probably be in the circus and like one of the the beautiful women in the circus and uh maybe an acrobatic type you know so himmel over himmel uber berlin is heaven over berlin which is translated as wings of desire from 1988 it's one year before the wall came down. So you get some nice views of the torn up Potsdamer plots where the wall is. So there's some philosophical stuff there. And um, Peter Falk is in it. And this poem is telling about the movie and how it's connected with angels and, and circus. <laughs> what a combination. And, and then it also connects with Peter Falk has a role in the movie, which is pretty kind of funky. And I was surprised. She's surprised. He's like, oh, Peter Falk. Yeah, Columbo. Yeah, we, we used to watch that all the time in Poland. And uh, that and uh, was in a, some other series. Kojak. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently the Poles like the Kojak. In Colombo, I think there were commies. Though. I don't know, but I guess they said that uh, like Valencia or whatever. They had, the Polish people kind of broke a little bit of. They had solidarity there, and I don't know what they did. That was a good history. I think it preceded the wall. But those Poles, you know, they're kind of stuck between Russians and Germans, and that's probably not a great, great place to be. But talk about building up some uh, tough skin. I mean. Uh, so if you think you have some disappointments today or discouragements or you took your kids to In-N-Out Burger and they've forgotten some fries one of your kids is bummed because they didn't get their fries yeah, yeah. you could have been a pole and, st- and stuck between the Germ- Germans and Russians right so yeah everything as a perspective and uh, Victor Frankel, The Meaning of Life, that book, gosh, that impact of just that one phrase, that the meaning of life changes, wow. That is so refreshing, that is so, I don't know, it's sort of foundational, I think, to uh, mental health. And if we start thinking that 
we're not in pursuit of the big why, the big purpose. We're actually in search of a concept, faith. I don't know what you call it, but that, uh, the meaning of life changes. And I think it's just like constantly. So like right now, my meaning is to give you a good podcast experience, right? So that you uh, can move on to your next stage of your life. So thanks for sharing a little bit of meaning in life with me as you listen to this. And you have a new meaning of life coming up. So when this podcast ends, boom, your brain is going to shift like, okay, I don't know what I just listened to, (laughs) but I think I feel good. I think I feel better. (laughs) And it better not be schadenfreude. So um, that's a whole nother podcast, the old schadenfreude. But um, yeah, go on to your next stage. And you're going to have, think of it, instead of like searching for the one meaning, the one purpose, your big why, allow it to change. Start thinking about those micro harmony things I was talking about. So the microaggressions, the micro love, the micro experiences, those are the meanings. Every interaction you have with a person, just let it let it flow. I guess I'm getting in touch with my inner Dubbo. And what you didn't hear on the podcast with Mike was about Singapore. Singapore, there's something going on there. There's like a lot of people go there, Germans, Australians. And I think it's because that's where the money is. People are willing to pay to listen to people speak and talk. And probably the key thing in all these these speakers, at least the one I know, is like she's just she's just modeling kindness, right? Because if you talk to strangers, the approach has got to be from a position of kindness. So it's just great stuff. I don't I don't know how I stumbled into this, but uh, I'm there. I'm in it. So I'm home. And uh, my meaning in life now is going to change to getting a job. So no longer is my meaning giving Bud a good walk, making sure he's got some food, right? So my meaning has been that. And now I'm going to go into, I'm a wonderful person. And your company should hire me because I am an awesome business of one. I'm a business of one. And uh, I can help you make money. And maybe I can help you save money too. So your meaning changes again. So there you go, folks. So much wonderful insight into the life of one one dude, I'm just another hero. I mean, you technically, you don't need another hero because you are the hero. So 
Uh, if you want to listen to Tina Turner today, I, I enjoy it. Get your aggression out. Because you don't need another hero. You are the hero. So, from one guide to another guide to another guide, go be heroic. Go be meaningful. Because you are meaningful in everything you do. Grace, peace, and mercy. Amen.